Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. No, Gavin, no. In no conceivable world are you a dude. Ass. The following podcast contains... So angry, I feel like swearing. Oh, Murray, you wouldn't swear at us. Go f*** yourself, prick. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you were clearly out of your element, Donnie, but you kept interrupting anyway, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is a Friday, October 4th, 2019. What the world needs now is dudes, more dudes edition of the show, where we talk about the elements of dudeness and not about the horrible things going on in the world today. You're welcome, and stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you by Dudism, your answer for everything. Are you tired of mainstream religions really bringing you down, harshing the mellowness of your existence with all their rules? Try Dudism. Come join the slowest growing religion in the world, Dudism, an ancient philosophy that preaches non-preaching as practices as little as possible and stays above all. I don't know, I kind of lost my train of thought there. Anyway, if you'd like to find peace on earth and goodwill, man, we'll help you get started right after this little nap. Head on over to dudism.com, which, unlike every other ad we've ever done on this show, is a real website, and become a dudist. You can even become an ordained dudist priest, which also sounds kind of metal. And metal is dude, too. Say goodbye to traditional religions and chill out with dudism. Are you employed, Mr. Lebowski? Well, wait, wait let, me, let me explain something to you. Um, I am not Mr. Lebowski. You're Mr. Lebowski. I'm the dude. So that's what you call me, you know? Uh, that or uh, his dudeness or uh, duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino if you're not into the whole brevity thing. I have always identified as a cisgendered heterosexual male. I grew up a traditional boy in the Western cultural masculine fashion, but I have never, ever, ever been a man. I am a dude. I will always remember the exact moment I recognized my dudeness. It was Simon Sanchez High School, Yigo Guam, 1984. I was sitting on a handrail outside the school over the lunch period, dressed in long blue jeans and in a black Judas Priest t-shirt in the sweltering heat and humidity of the tropics, like a dude does. When a gangly blonde kid in glasses and an Iron Maiden t-shirt ambled over to me, looked me up and down, sitting in my inappropriate attire, sweating my balls off, and said, Dude. Dude. And I knew that I was a dude. John spotted me chilling, attempting to appear laid back and unconcerned with the highly unchill of environment of the freshman year of high school, 10,000 miles away from where I was born, a distinct ethnic minority in that school, and scared shitless by the whole experience. And when he spotted me, he knew. Hey, I don't, you found a new dude. He did, and he came up to me and said, Oh, dude, come hang out with us dudes over there. Pointing to another group of sweaty band shirt-clad jeans-wearing white guys, and just like that, I found friends. Dudeness 
can't be quantified into any one category. Dudeness is simply a state of being. And to be sure, there are different types of dudes affiliated by their dude passion. Skater dudes, surfer dude with a stereotypical Hollywood representations early on. But they're not the only dudes out there. Per personally, I was a hybrid dude, part stoner, part metalhead, but all dude on the inside. And there are no limits to dudedom. Like anyone can be a dude. So true. So this week, instead of talking about the deeply important and highly worrying developments in politics and society, I decided to be more dude-like and talk about the history of dudes. Yes, you're probably going to get really tired of me saying the word dude before this is over, dude. Now, what had sent me down this rabbit hole was Deadspin's Fun Bag, a weekly column by Drew McGarry. A righteous dude. Where Drew answers readers' questions on life, sports, and an inordinate amount of poop-related material, as is, you know... Good and proper. In the Tuesday, October 1st post, a dude named Paul writes into Drew and asks, Hi, Drew, can you rank the alternatives to calling someone dude, i.e. bro, bud, buddy, pal, boss, man, boss man, guy, big guy, etc.? Any fresh ideas? Are they all bad? I'm worried about my unconscious choice of what's, or my unconscious adoption of what's up, boss, in the past year or so. That has made me sound super Guido by accident. What'd you say? Fuck you, Guido! Drew then goes on to lay out several dude alternatives in the common vernacular, opening strong with Haas, which honestly should be more of a thing. I might even take up calling people Haas myself because it sounds fucking awesome when you say it. It's cool as shit. I mean, like when Gavin wonders why I'm three hours late to record the show and he's been stuck outside the trailer because he ain't got no keys, I could be like, I guess I'll use some answers, Haas. Yeah, so Haas would be good. Then Drew goes on to through the list, man, which is always a possibility, but I tend to find that calling someone man sounds a little whiny. Oh, come on, man. It lacks positivity. Bro, I hate bro. Bro is the kind of douchey guy with his hat on backwards and a pink pop polo shirt, and at least three women who've credibly accused him of sexual harassment. Bro is the antithesis of dude, and brosif? Absolutely not. No, brosive is what one bro calls another bro right before they go sexually harass a woman. And brother, the only time you can use brother as a white guy, well, there are two times, actually. You can call him when you're referring to your actual blood brother, or you're using it to refer to a member of your order of cloistered monks. And amigo, amigo is just... Is right out! Unless you are Jim Anschauer from The Onion. Drew parses through a few others like old friend or handsome, to which I say you best be acting in a Sam Esmail joint or you're trying to pick up someone in a bar. Then Drew proceeds to dismantle dude because some very undude like people use it incorrectly on the internet saying, quote, Greeting people online, however, completely alters the context of these monikers, especially dude. Twitter ruined dude. The second someone in my mention starts off with dude, I already know I'm dealing with a shithead. Well, he's not wrong. But they are. The people that are using dude like that are wrong because they are being very undude like when they do it. And this compelled me to write in the comments to the article, where I want to lurk if you're all interested in more of my wit and wisdom, quote, I will die upon the hill of dude. I'm a man who came of age in the 80s when dudes were dudes and bros had not yet harshed our dudeness. A dude is a man of relaxed character and mellow disposition. The dude is called so for a reason. Long live dudeness. Totally right, dude. Great. On to the matter at hand. Like, what is a dude anyway? And to be clear, dude in its proper form is not gendered. Everyone can be a dude. Hell, you don't even have to be human to be a dude. Clearly, we've established my dude bona fides, and we've talked about what a dude isn't, i.e. a bro, but still, 
I said a dude can be anything. Am I just talking out of my ass? Yes, you clearly are. Fine, fine. Let's get into it with a history of dudes. According to an October 2013 article in the Chronicle of Higher Education, quote, back in 1883, dude would have been word of the year, no question. How do we know? It's thanks to Barry Popick and Gerald Cohen in the latest issues of comments on etymology. The results appear in the October-November double issue of comments, some 129 pages devoted entirely to the early days of dude. Whoa, dude. Yeah, dudes are serious business. Quote, most of the evidence is from the first half of 1883 when the word dude was introduced to find an ironically celebrated, sometimes even in verse and in cartoons. It seems all, almost certain that dude derived from doodle, as in Yankee Doodle Dandy, the original New England Yankee Doodle, was, quote, a country bumpkin who stuck a feather in his cap and called it macaroni, i.e. sticking a feather in his cap, he imagined himself to be fashionable, like the young men of his day, known as macaronis, unquote. And here... Here, I have to divulge from my tales of dudeness to explain to you, pod friends, something apparently everyone in the world but me fucking knew. What the fuck is the macaroni and Yankee Doodle all about? Because apparently it's not. Sounds like a pasta dish. <laughs> uh, no, that's, I mean, I, I always knew it had something about fashion, but I didn't know what it was. So I'm today years old. Well, technically, as of this recording, I was yesterday years old when I finally learned that macaroni refers to a fashion trend in mid-18th century England that was widely mocked at the time as being gay, totally gay. From Wikipedia comes this utterly delightful explanation. Quote, a macaroni is a mid-18th century England fashionable fellow who dressed and even spoke in an outlandishly effective and epicene manner. Epicenicity is the lack of gender distinction, often specifically the loss of masculinity. It includes androgyny, having both masculine and female feminine characteristics. The term pejoratively referred to a man who exceeded the bounds of fashion in the terms of clothes, fastidious eating, and gambling. He mixed the continental affectations with his English nature, like the practitioner of macaronic verse, which mixed English and Latin to comedic effect, laying himself open to satire, and includes this quote from the time. There is indeed a kind of animal, neither male nor female, this thing of neutagenda, lately started up amongst us. It calls itself a macaroni. It talks without meaning, smiles without pleasantry, it eats without appetite, it rides without exercise, and it winches without passion. That is awesome! Unquote. Now, some will look with this with modern eyes as a disparagement, and it was certainly meant as one, but... Uh, the idea that a bunch of American rubes swaggering around Boston in 1776 with a feather in their hat thinking they were as gay as peacocks so totally, totally upends the idea of American frontier masculinity in a way that mocks and ridicules the whole idea of rugged manhood pleases the shit out of thee, dude. As school kids, and school kids, think about this. Think about this. School kids for the past 200 years have been singing this dumb song, basically calling Americans too stupid to be gay enough to fit in in England. Back to the Chronicles of Higher Education and the genesis of the American word dude. Quote, for some reason, early in 1883, this inspired someone to call foppish young men of New York City dudes, spelled D-O-O-D-S, with the alternate spelling being D-U-D-E-S, soon becoming the norm. From the New York Mirror, February 24th, 1883. 
<laughs> a new and valuable addition has been made to the slang vocabulary. We refer to them as the, the term dude. For a correct definition of the expression, the anxious inquirer only has to uh, <clears throat> turn to the tight trousered, brief coated, glassy eyeglass, fancy vested, sharp toed, short vapid youth who are <clears throat> abound in the metropolis at present. The dude is often a scene in the lobbies of our theaters on first nights. He uh, puffs on cigarettes or uh, sucks his hammered silver tipped cane in the entree acts and passes remarks of not particularly intellectual character on the appearance and dresses of the actresses. His uh, greatest pleasure lies in uh, taking a favorite actress or singer to supper at Delmonico's or a Hotel Brunswick, a place he briefly calls Dells or the, or the Bruns, where he will spend his papa's pelf with lavish hand. Pelf being a word for ill-gotten wealth. <laughs> Going on. <laughs> Here is a poem courtesy of the Brooklyn Sunday Eagle from April 22nd, 1883. What is dude, Papa? She said with sweet inquiring eyes. And to the knowledge-seeking maid, her daddy thus replies. A weak mustache, a cigarette, thirteen-button vest. A curled-rim hat, a minaret, two watch-chains across his breast. A pair of bangs, a lazy drawl, a laxy-daisy air. For gossip of the club or ball, some little past affair. Two pointed shoes, two spindle shank, complete the nether charms. And follow filthy in the ranks, two bow-legged arms. An empty head, a buffoon sense opposing attitude. By Jove, God, but all meant all these make up the dude. <laughs> There was also a Dudine, the female counterpart encased in Pellis. Quote, this garment, says the Brooklyn Daily Times of July 7th, 1883, you must know clings very tightly, so tightly as to almost, if not quite, rival the effect of tight pants. The indigent artist misses his $3.50 model nudist, cast his eyes through the window and beholds the ambitory Dudine in human form, such as there is fully revealed is a garment that encases the whole figure through the neck, narrowing about the heels of the Dudine until a decided mermaid effect is produced and the poor creature miss wiggle painfully to get up any location or locomotion at all. Bodacious! <laughs> These people were fucking obsessed. I mean, this shit could be in fashion blogs or gossip blogs. This could be TMZ today. This entire trip down dude history has just fucking delighted me to no end, but it doesn't end there. The next derogatory dude was where I'm sure the modern version had its own origin, the Old West. According to a website that I found called the American Cowboy Chronicles, quote, Now some say the word dude may have derived from the fantasy spray Tillo Dudo, meaning doubtful. Some say the word may have derived from the Scottish term for clothes, duddies. This may be true as the term dude was first used in print back in 1876 in Putnam's Magazine to mock how a woman was dressed as a man who was referred to as a dude. Many years ago, Western movies and television's writers did get it right when they had actors use the term derogatorily. It was really said with total disdain back in the Old West, usually by cowboys and frontiersmen who saw dudes as being a lot of less than enviable. In the Old West, the world was used by cowboys to unfavorably refer to city dwellers or even a townie. It was also the term for a sharpie, a dishonest or cunning person, a con artist, or a cheat. Of course, from the 1870s all the way up to the 1950s, a, a dude primarily meant a person dressed like a city boy, a sort of dandy, a city-fied male, a person who was visiting rural America and stuck out sort of like a sore thumb. You know, 
a city slicker. It's a bummer, dude. What can I say? And according to a 2012 article in 1843 magazine, quote, by the 1950s or 60s, dude had been bleached of specific meaning. In black culture, it meant almost any male. One sociologist wrote in 1967 of a group of urban blacks that he was studying that, quote, these were local dudes, meaning their, uh, their term meaning not the fancy city slickers, but simply the boys, the fellas, the, the cool people. From the uh, black world, it moved to hip whites and so on to its enduring association today, California youth cool in easy rider in 1969 peter fonda explains it to the square jack nicholson dude means nice guy nude means a regular sort of person and from this new broader gentler meaning dude went vocative young men the world over seem to need some appellation to send across the net at each other that recognizes their common masculinity while stopping short of the intimacy of a name it starts out in one country of subculture and travels outwards just as the hippies gave us oh man and the British men are mate to one another. And so by the late 1970s and the early 1980s, dude was filling that role. All three words are as likely to go at the start of the sentence as at the end, unquote. And as surfer culture, and I'm not quoting anything anymore, this is just me. As surfer culture began to coalesce, the word dude found its way into the lexicon of the er dudes of modern culture. I couldn't find any direct link in the source material, but if I had to hazard a guess, it was related to the proximity of surfer culture to the Hollywood culture, where the term was rambling around in the zeitgeist. Wow, dude, this is heavy. My theory, and again, I can't support this in any way except through bullshit, is that surfer being primarily boomer kids who grew up with the representation of the Wild West dude on television sort of infused it with an ironic affection and applied it to one another. And surf speak grew in what we grew into what we called in the 80s vowel speak. Watch out, Gag me with a spoon. And you can directly connect them. Vowel speak comes from girls who hung with surfer dudes, the children of Hollywood who listened to them and thought that this is what kids and the people in Hollywood listened to their kids and thought that's what kids talk like all over the country. So they put it in the movies. And after they put it in the movies, we did. 1982's Fast Times at Ridgemont High gave us all, gave us Gen X kid Jeff Spicoli, our first real dude. This guy's been stoned since the third grade. Yeah, I know that, dude. Mr. Spicoli. That's the name they gave me. Hey, bud. Let's party. Why don't you get a job, Spicoli? What for? You need money. Uh, all I need are some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine. I'm so wasted. Why do you shamelessly waste my time like this? Hey, can you hear the sound of the stereo? I don't know. Do you have a guy like me in class every year? You know, a guy who you make an example of? You'll find out next year. You dick! You worked at All American Burger. Seven months ago. Uh, <laughs> I knew it. Danger is my business. Spicoli created the drawling, spacey, stoner-esque intonation that becomes synonymous with dude speak. And what began with Spicoli was perfected by William S. Preston Esquire and Ted Theolor Theodore Logan, two of the dutiest dudes in all of film history. That's us, dude. Somehow these two dudes wormed their way into the heart of a generation and launched the career of one Keanu Reeves, who is now universally acclaimed by all as... Well, he's very popular, Ed. The sportos, and motorheads, geeks, sluts, bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, dickheads... They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. 
Wayne's World gave us Wayne and Garth, and Clerks gave us Jay and Silent Bob, two movies that uh, pretty much perfected the 80s dude genre for all time. And I will give an honorable mention to Dude, Where's My Car, which was in the 2000s and was more of an homage to the 80s dude culture than anything else. But as all things do, even dudes grew old if they, even if they never grow up. And in 1998, the paragon of dudeness was defined for all time by one man. A man so resplendent in his dudeness, so iconic in his duderosity, so perfectly embodying the platonic ideal of dudeness that he would only, could only be named exactly what he was. Hi, I'm the dude, man. Joel and Ethan Cohen gave the world to redeem its sin, the Bid Glebowski, and ever after, dudeness was defined by this film. Wait, wait, let me, let me explain something to you. Um, I am not Mr. Lebowski. I'm the dude. You know, uh, that or uh, his dudeness or uh, duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. Are you employed, Mr. Lebowski? Ah! Employed? Sex, Mr. Lebowski. Is this your only ID? You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude. Your name's Lebowski, Lebowski. Jeff Lebowski, the other Lebowski, the millionaire. I received this ransom note this morning. This is the bummer, man. They want you to take the money and act his courier. Oh, man. What the hell is this? My dirty undies, dude. The whites. Let's take that hell. Why should we settle for 20 grand when we can... It would be easy for those not of the dude to look upon the examples of dudatudiny in a negative light, to disparage our apparent lack of motivation or ambition, to criticize our seemingly lowbrow taste and hobbies, to doubt our commitments to our fellow human beings, assuming our seeming laissez-faire attitudes mean we are disaffected and uncaring, People want to harsh our warm, embracing philosophy of dudeology with pejorative judgments about our predilections for mind-altering substances. You have smoked yourself retarded. Indeed, an entire generation of Americans were considered dilettantes, slackers, layabouts, calling us wastoids, telling us that we couldn't blaze up in America. But to all of them, all of them, older and younger, you know what? Yeah, we know what you think of us millennials. We heard what you think about Generation X. You know what? You know what we say to you? But face it, you're a neo-maxi-zoom dweeby. Because us dudes do not care for your judgments, we simply keep on keeping on. Dudes are not lazy nor stupid. We are not even, not even perpetually stoned. Okay, a lot of us are perpetually stoned, but still, many of us hold down reliable jobs, raise families, engage in our communities, and care deeply for the world. Dudism doesn't mean you don't care. It means you're just chill about things when possible. A dude reaches a certain zen-like state when faced with adversity, where there's a history teacher who refuses to recognize that your time combined with his time makes it both of your time, or you need to complete a class project to graduate high school and start your band and find yourself in face to face with yourselves in a Circle K parking lot. Or, you know what? An evil TV executive wants to steal the idea for your cable access show. Or, you know, you can't play your street hockey game because, god damn it. It's not even supposed to be here today. Or someone you <laughs> mistakes you for a rich businessman with the same name. No matter what, we abide. Because it is the dude way. We abide because if we did not abide, we would totally lose our cool and thus our inner dude zen. 
Now, I know right now a lot of you people are saying like, Dave, dude, you literally spent the past four years being extremely unchill about all kinds of shit. To which I say to you, Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. If you met me in real life, you would find me a paragon of dudeness, rarely perturbed by things beyond my ability to impact immediately. And much like the dude, I go through life in a series of misadventures, always doing my best to take it easy for all us sinners. And if I prefer Jameson over, over ice to a white Russian, it's been a matter of style. This podcast where I often get very undude-like is merely a representation of my desire to gain some recompense for the rug, which was the nice, normal world of my life when a bunch of red-hatted goons burst in one out in 2016 and just pissed all over it. Even a dude can get frustrated when he, and loses dudeness when faced with adversity because at the end of the day... That rug really tied the room together, did it not? It did. It really did, dudes, and I'd like it very much to be replaced. Look, the world needs dudes. Now more than ever, because we live in a country full of nihilists who have no ethos. And it seems that nothing but a group of dudes who only want everyone to just chill out and maybe share a drink or smoke and not to be so worked up about things. And all you bros out there, to all of you bros, we just want to say, man. No, this aggression will not stand, man. Because we are dudes and we represent the rug that ties this country together. That is it for our show this week. Dudes, I totally needed to take a break from all the gnarly business going on in the world, and I kind of thought maybe you did too. And you know what? We're going to keep that break up because this month we are going to do our very best to keep it chill, take some time off the politics at all possible, and if I need to, I'll break in with special editions. But I don't plan on it because I am hard at work. It is much that I work at all on this show on content for the spooktacular because it's the season for screaming. So out there lurking in the dark right now are some scary ass episodes of Halloween content for all the ghouls too cool, too cool for school. And speaking of utmost cool, it would be very dude like of you to rate and review this show wherever you get your pods. It helps other dudes get with us to experience some supreme relaxation. All of the dudes in can be found. All of my dudes in can be found on Twitter. The hell underscore podcast and the show name on facebook check out what the hell podcast.com for some cool show related materials suitable for sharing with people who don't know about the show if you know you're not ashamed for people to know that you know about the show you can always kick us a dollar over at our patreon patreon.com slash what the hell podcast we are going to put some spooky side stuff up there this month for our patrons that will scare the hell out of you and so for me dave dude bledsoe producer dude Gavin and all the fictional dudes on this show we want to say what the world needs now is dudes more dudes because dudes are the rug that tie this country together we'll see you all next week
I have no ending for this, so I take a small bow. Seltzer Kings Podcast.